Sunday morning. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Let me pull up my notes here, take a sip of coffee. Two things that would have much better been done about 20 seconds ago prior to hitting record. But (laughs) I wanted to, uh, by the way, plant your garlic today, ladies and gentlemen. It is garlic time. Garlic season. Picked up my seed garlic yesterday and Leo and I are going to go outside and plant some garlic here probably at some point this morning. I don't know about right away, but uh, some point here. It's cold, though. That's the thing. Cold. I spent yesterday, but from 7 a.m. until 5 p.m., I spent outdoors yesterday in a, um, sp- I would say like a spring jacket, which, which, I mean, it was only 50 degrees. Maybe a spring jacket would get you by, but when you do it for 10 hours, I was freaking freezing. I took one of those showers that you take in the winter. When I got home, I just like, I just stood under hot water for like 20 minutes. I felt like it was all the way into my bones, just cold. Anyway, um, I had a tough week, and I want to share a little bit about the tough week with you because I think it's important to show uh, when things aren't going well. Because, uh, well, first of all, let's just say everything's going well personally. Uh, I do have one personal debate we're going to bring up a little later in this podcast about cheating, like in a relationship, physical versus emotional cheating. We're going to get to that because I need your opinions on that. But um, I, I had a tough week professionally, actually, this week. I, it started last Sunday, but after the podcast. So I recorded the podcast in the morning. Went, had a, to be honest with you, had a pretty good day last Sunday. Um, but then when it came time to break down for the festivals, I uh, see I had felt kind of burned out for a while. And I knew that I was spreading myself too thin and just had a little bit too much going on. So I had made some arrangements to try to get this weekend as off as possible. Okay. And I just thought I really just felt I needed it. Right. I just need a couple of days off. And so I called in the cavalry and I thought that I was going to get this weekend off. <laughs> and last Sunday, two things happened sort of back to back that just beat me into submission. And what it was, was we had had, if you remember last weekend, Hilton Apple Festival and Mackenzie Child Festival, both went very well. They were lucrative events. I was very happy with the uh, financial outcome of those events. But basically what happened was when the money was all counted, it was essentially all accounted for meaning it was just so depressing to see all the money come in just immediately go out for the various you know business expenses and so that was like soul crushing to begin with <laughs> you take a look at so you know everyone thinks oh the owner he makes all the money no you get you make what's left over and what's left over sometimes is like pennies and i just looked at this long weekend of great performance and my cut and i was like oh i made Mm, I made about $3 an hour this weekend. <laughs> oh, those will kill you. And they happen a lot, uh, a lot more than people realize to small business owners, startup entrepreneurs. I am not necessarily, I guess, a state. Well, I don't know. We, I don't want to get into it, but we can, we can debate as to whether or not I'm a startup uh, small business owner. I kind of am in the sense that I have my main business, Craft Cannery, obviously, is about two years in. Debatable whether or not that classifies as a startup. Guglielmo Sauce, I think you cannot any longer call a startup for sure. But then Redbird Market is kind of, it's debatable as well, even though I'm a lot less involved there. Um, it's, you know, new to us, but not a startup in and of itself. So I don't know. 
but I still feel like I've got a little bit of that, you know, sort of small business startup kind of shit going on, basically. And, uh, you know, seeing all that money come in and then counting your take and realizing that it's, you know, (laughs) not good. That'll punch you in the gut. And then right as that happens, one of the plans I had put in place for this weekend to get myself this weekend off fell through. So I basically had both of those things happen back to back and thought that, okay, all I got to do is get to this weekend and I'll get some time off. And also here's this nice little payday coming. And both of them were just like, slap me in the face. Boom, Polly. Better luck next time. And it put me, and I'll be honest with you, you might think like, oh, geez, those are two bad pieces of news. I get it. But hey, man, move on, right? Resilience is key. Well, yeah, resilience is key. And I do feel like I don't have a lot of skills in life, uh, but I do feel like maybe resilience is one of them. I'm not a guy who gives up. And then also beyond that, I've always said this, and I think you've heard me say it. I think it's an important skill is uh, I, I don't really have any problem being wrong. I'm actually happy to be wrong. I am constantly in a position of needing to make decisions. And when somebody comes through with better information to help me make up a better decision than I was about to make, and it turns out to be a different decision, I'm actually relieved. But I actually don't think that that is very common in humans. I think a lot of humans are very focused on always being right. And so I have recognized in myself maybe those two things, and I've said, okay, is there anything that makes me good at what I do? And I think it might be those two things. Sorry. little self-therapy here. Thank you. Resilience and a, a, almost a – not I'm okay with being wrong. It's almost a willingness. It's almost a desire to be wrong. It's almost like, hey, listen, I will take everything I have and try to make the best decision here. And it might be the best decision. But if somebody comes through and they're just like, no, here's a whole bunch of new information – that makes you wrong about the decision you were about to make. I'm like, yes, yes, good. Anyway, but I did get one thing. You might hear a little pep in my step. One thing that happened is one night this week, I just, I asked my beautiful wife, can I please just, can I just have a night? And what that means in our house is, can I, it's embarrassing to say, can I basically, can I just go to bed at like 7 p.m. is what I was asking. Which would give me plenty of time to get one of those old school eight hour nights of sleep. All right. If I could be asleep by eight, I'm usually up for four thirty. Boom. Eight hours of sleep. And it happened. I went to bed and I didn't wake up until four thirty the following morning. And I think I got eight and a half hours of sleep. And I'll be honest with you, that helped. So that was Wednesday going into Thursday. That was a huge deal. Uh, and then I, I, I was in therapy Tuesday morning. That helped chip away at it. And then also, you know, a ton of credit just to my business partner, Tom. I called him up and I said the words. I said, can I talk to my friend, not my business partner, for a second? And, uh, and he came through for me as well. I owe him a therapist fee. So dark place, dark time. I had this fucking tough few days of just mentally feeling down. I was just da- I don't even know how to describe it. It just felt like... I just was taking punches from all different directions. And then also just I'm still trying to work on my Grow New York presentation. And every single day it just gets pushed around by stupid little stuff. And I have got to get that better. I have got to get better at making the little stuff wait and getting the big stuff done. Got to get there, man. I got to get there.
Okay, all right, let's get out of this, and let me tell you a quick funny story, if that's okay. Could I tell you a funny story from yesterday? Letchworth Arts Festival, great festival in the village of Perry. Um, they moved it. It was at Letchworth for years and years and years, and then 2020 it was canceled. And then I guess last year, the park and the um, Arts Council of Wyoming County kind of couldn't get on the same page. So they had to find a temporary one-year solution, and they put us in Perry Village Park. The problem is everybody loved it in Perry Village Park. The vendors, the Arts Council, the Village of Perry, all kind of loved it. And from what I understand, I'm not on the festival committee, but from what I understand, Letchworth wasn't exactly begging anyone to come back for this Letchworth Arts Festival. So here we are in 2022, back in Perry, even though that was only supposed to be a a one-year thing. But anyway, it's a great show. And it's for us, it's the end of the festival season. So this weekend, that might be why I'm in a good mood too, right? This is the end of our outdoor sort of summer, you know, spring, summer, fall festivals all kind of come to an end this weekend. And uh, now we got about six weeks off from events, and then we go into holiday market, Rochester Public Market, Rock Holiday Village, that kind of stuff. But we've got a little period of time here with some weekends off from events, and so that's, I'm very looking forward to that. Anyway, yesterday I'm at Letchworth, and one of the things that's going to get me through the day is the Guardians playoff game. Guardians play at 12.07 against the Tampa Bay Rays, game two of the wild card series. And I'm going to watch this game, and that's going to eat up a few hours in the middle of the day that's just going to keep me distracted. And, uh, you know, I'm selling sauce. I'm talking to people, but I got this baseball game on in the background. Feels like a great way to make some time fly by, right? Well, they end up playing 15 innings. And I have enough laptop battery to get like three, four hours in. So the game starts at 12. I get to about 4 o'clock before my laptop dies, and it's only like the 12th inning or something. So I look at my phone. My phone has something like 36% battery, and I use a lot of battery because I am taking credit card payments all day on my phone. But I, uh, I decide, okay, let me I'll just use the phone. And if you're wondering, hey, why didn't you just charge it? Um, well, I don't have power at this particular festival. We have power at most festivals, but this one I don't. So I don't get the chance to charge my phone. I just risk it. I say I've got one hour of festival left, 36% on my phone. The last hour of any festival always turns out a little slower anyway. So I think, okay, I'll be good to go. So I uh, I just start watching on my phone. Well, we get to about 5 o'clock. It's time to shut down the festival. 14th inning ends. It's like 4.58, and I decide, okay, there's literally not a single customer in sight. The festival closes in two minutes. I'm just going to make a mad dash. They just went to commercial. I got this, right? So I put up my walls real quick. I gather my money, my laptop. I got about a two-minute walk to my car. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get there close. I might miss one or two batters. Son of a bitch. If I did not watch 14 scoreless innings of baseball, only to get in my car, turn it on, plug in my phone, and hear the following thing. Ready? So Oscar Gonzalez with the game winner, and we'll go down to the field where so-and-so has got him. Uh, Go ahead. And I'm going, you got to be kidding me. First of all, I mean, the Guardians won, so I was happy. But second of all, for the two minutes between 12.07 p.m. and call it 5.07 p.m. that I didn't listen, the only thing action happened happened while I wasn't paying attention. Got to be kidding me. Okay. All right. Let's get into the big topic for the day. I received a shocking phone call this week. Shocking. Now, I do want to let 
because I, I can see the, uh, the statistics on this podcast and I know who listens and it's about 90% Rochester. Okay. So I know this is a local audience, local podcast. So I feel as though I'm talking to Rochester when I say this, even though I know some, there are some people outside of the area listening to this podcast. Still, I know most of you are in Rochester. So I will tell it to you like this. This person is not in Rochester. So if you know me, don't try to guess who this is because you probably don't know who this is. This person is back home uh, and is uh, part of my uh, Ohio life, I guess I'll say. I received a shocking phone call on Friday afternoon that this guy that I've known forever has cheated on his longtime girlfriend. I'll be a girlfriend. They didn't get married. They haven't been married, but they've been together for like eight years or so. That he has cheated on her. So I start digging in a little bit and I'm like, well, what, what, what happened? You know, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was literally like physically shocked by this. And it turns out, and, and again, I don't know all the details and, and none of my business, whatever, but from what I can gather, he has begun a emotional relationship with somebody at work. They've been exchanging texts, and in the texts, he has confessed that he has very strong feelings for this person. And um, the girlfriend found the texts, you know, read through the texts and basically caught him that way. And save your bullshit about... You know, like she shouldn't be reading his texts because what what kind of respect does that show somebody when you're reading through their texts? Well, here's the problem with that logic on this one. She was right to read the texts. So anyway, apparently he has developed feelings for this person at work. However, from what I understand, and I don't I, again, I don't know the answer to this, but just because it's not even doesn't even really matter to you because you don't know these people he never physically cheated okay nothing ever happened it brings us to the age-old debate what's worse emotional or physical cheating so i actually will tell you that i for a very long time have held the position that emotional cheating is worse than physical cheating Uh, because I think emotional cheating is the type of thing where, you know, your partner has strayed and you don't know if they're ever going to come back, right? Because they've strayed off of you. They're into somebody else. They're in love with somebody else, something like that. It's just, uh, it's just, you know, you, you've just, you've turned into a second class citizen in their heart. And I, and I just feel like that is the worst possible thing. Some people will say physical cheating's worse because it's disgusting. They'll say it's just I could never I could never touch you again if I knew that you had physically cheated. And I've always said, well, no, I feel like emotional cheating because I kind of feel like physical cheating. I can kind of see getting caught up in a moment, and it really doesn't mean anything. And I could see like being super happy, having this one moment, and then still being super happy in your regular life, and that other thing being mostly physical. And physical and emotional don't always have to be the same thing, right? Because it's like when I have when my I don't know freaking elbow itches or something, I itch my elbow. That's not an emotional thing. It's a physical need that I'm wor- working on when I'm itching my elbow. It's not a it's not an actual, I'm not like emotionally invested in my elbow. <laughs> Such a stupid analogy. Oh my God. Anyway, 
But then yesterday I was really thinking about it. I was in the car and I was by myself and I started thinking, let me put myself in this position. Let's say my wife emotionally cheated on me. Well, I'm heartbroken, right? I mean, I'm devastated. For me, that it's just, it's over at that point. I can't imagine coming back from that. Okay. I always knew I'd feel that way. Now let's talk physical cheat. Let's say my wife physically cheated on me, but she was there to say, hey, listen, it meant nothing. It was just a physical thing that happened uh, emotionally. It not me. How would I feel? And I, I think I would feel equally disgusted. I, I have to tell you, I always thought emotional cheating was worse than physical cheating. I have to say, I feel like maybe they're even. I don't know. Always, I, I feel like I changed my mind on this. We don't change our minds on things that often, do we? I feel like I changed my mind on this yesterday, just in the car by myself, alone with my own thoughts, putting myself in those shoes, still as devastated as I always thought I'd be with emotional cheating, but also very devastated and quite frankly, just grossed out and disgusted by physical cheating. So that's where I went at, was at on that. Love to hear your opinions. <laughs> Oh, what else? Oh, yeah. And so that's the other thing about these two now. They have a a house together. And I don't know what's going to happen with them. But, you know, in the early stages, it kind of sounded like everyone was going to kick everyone out. And now they got this house to sell. sell. Meanwhile, home prices are declining. They bought this house kind of when houses were going for a lot of money. And now it might actually be worth less than it was when they bought it just because of shitty timing. So that is a problem as well, is how are they going to maybe get out from under this house? Because neither one of them, from what I understand, can afford it themselves. Oh, my Instacart just checked out. Good. Yes. I. Sorry, this is a quick side note. I Instacarted this morning. I paid $17 more than I should have if I had gone to the store. But you know what? I want to be home with my family. I ended up managing to get today off from the Letchworth Arts Festival, a much-needed day off, a day off that I didn't see coming. It's put me in a fantastic mood, and the last thing I want to do is go grocery shopping. See, I'm home with my family right now, which is exactly why I'm secluded in my basement recording a podcast, because of my family. (laughs) Sounds so bad. I'm home. I'm with my family, damn it. Now, everybody leave me alone while I go record this podcast. No, it's okay. They're all just waking up. Anyway, home prices declining. Um, I did hear, though, I was just reading this just before I came downstairs, that the uh, cost of living and inflation could help in one place, and that is on taxes. Apparently, and I know nothing about this, please, I'm getting way out of my comfort zone here, but apparently there is something to do with your tax returns that takes the uh, the cost of living or the inflation rate into consideration and can actually help a bit when it comes to actually f- figure out what your tax burden is or what your return is going to be. So that's good, right? That's good. Oh, what else? Okay, how am I going to spend my day? I can't wait to spend my day. I have a busy week ahead, <clears throat> so I definitely want to relax today. This week I actually have... A lot of meetings between tomorrow and Tuesday. I'm actually flying out of town on Wednesday. I'm going to Philadelphia for the day to meet with a client we have down there. We make some pasta sauce for who I'm excited to meet with. And also these guys who invented this easy cap, which I am uh, probably almost definitely at this point going to adopt for Googliamos because I found out I have a personal connection to it. My mother having arthritis and 
not being able to get lids off of jars. And these guys created a lid that helps you get the lid off of a jar with like 10% the effort that a regular lid takes. I think these guys are onto something pretty good and I'd like to help in any way I can. And so, yeah, I think it's pretty likely we're going to, we're going to take on this, uh, these caps in the near future. So I'm meeting with those guys in this Philly grocery store. And so what do I do in Philly? I go eat a cheesesteak, right? I have to. I heard Geno's and Pat's are like right across the street from each other. And somebody said, which one are you going to choose? Geno's or Pat's? You already know my answer to that, right? A hundred percent. My answer is I will buy one from each and I will eat what I can of both. My dream situation, to be honest with you, I hate to say this, but this is who I am, right? I Uber to Geno's and Pat's, assuming they're right across the street from each other. I buy a Philly cheesesteak on both sides of the of the uh, of the street, and then I Uber back to my hotel room where I devour them both, and then put a review on Facebook. <laughs> that's my, that's the dream vacation for me. No, it's not vacation; it's one night. But I do have a hotel room for one night, which is nice. So, a little alone time there. That'll be good. Finally, some peace and quiet. All right, busy day ahead. Saturday Night Live was live last night. I got to watch Meet the Press. Still haven't watched Hocus Pocus 2. If I'm going to be home all day. Oh, it's football day, isn't it? Son of a bitch. Now, you know what? I'm just going to watch football all day. Ah, what a life. Oh, what a difference a week makes. What a good mood. I'm taking today off. Don't bother me. I'm good. No work today. Stop. Stop. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the podcast. Stop recording. Stop. Let me upload this thing. Thank you so much. Have a great, great Sunday.